Uh, but can I get two claps in a Ric Flair? All right. So we are launching a new teaching series this month called It's Not a Vibe. Everybody say, it's not, it's not a, vibe. a vibe. So uh, if, if you were to look at Webster's Dictionary, it, would, it describes a vibe like this, a distinctive feeling or quality capable of being sensed. It's something you sense. It's something you feel. It's, it's maybe you've been to a place uh, maybe there's a certain store you like, or there's a certain place you like to go because it's got good vibes there. You feel good vibes when you go into the place, or you're, you're like, this place puts off a good vibe. Or maybe you've been to, um, maybe you've met someone, and after you meet them, they're like, they, they kind of put off a weird vibe, right? Maybe there's people like that that you've met, or, or maybe, maybe you talk to someone and, and they put off bad vibes. You're like, I don't like to be around that person. They give me some bad, bad vibes, and, uh, and I don't want to be with that person. Anybody like that? Don't point, don't point. Like, maybe you know some people, though. Um, but, the, 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 but here's the deal. These are real things. These are real emotions. These are real feelings. These vibes, they're, they're real things. But a lot of times, when it comes to emerge right here, or when it comes to church, when, when we um, have these moments in, in worship or when we have moments or times when we feel the power and the presence of God, there, there, maybe there's a, a good atmosphere in the room or there's a good thing going on. Or maybe you meet someone before church and like, that dude puts off really good vibes. I like to be around that guy. They're so loving and they're so kind and they're so friendly. And, and you, may be feeling it, you may be feeling something or sensing something like that, but I, I'm here to tell you tonight and you got to know that it's not a vibe. That is not a vibe. You, what you're doing, you're feeling something that God is doing in the room or in someone's life or in someone's presence in that moment. And that's what's happening. And if you brought your Bible tonight, we're going to look at a situation that took place um, where there are these people gathered around Jesus. They're putting off some bad vibes. It's not a good feeling. It's not a good thing going on. And, and if you brought your Bible, we're in the book of Matthew 22. And, and so I want, we're going to read this, and then I want you to see in this story how Jesus kind of flips the script on these guys, how he flips it on these guys. And, and so we're going to read there. Read, and so what's taking place here as you're finding it, Matthew 22, uh, it, it's, what's happening here is there's this group of people and they follow Jesus around, and these group of people are called the Pharisees, and they're these religious leaders of the day. Don't put that up there. We're not ready for that yet. They're these religious leaders of the day, and um, what their job is, not their job, but what they want to do is they don't like Jesus, and they, what they want to do is they want to try to catch Jesus saying or doing something wrong. And that goes against their religious law so they can call him out in front of everyone and discredit him publicly. And so, so the religious law that the Pharisees followed was, was Moses' law. It, it was the Ten Commandments. Anybody familiar with the Ten Commandments? How many of them are there? Okay, you got that right. Good job. But, and I want you to know tonight that the Ten Commandments are still good for today. They're still true for today. But Jesus, though... He came to fulfill the law. So we're going to read about this in, in uh, Matthew 22, starting in verse 34. It says this, um, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, 
tested him with the question. See, they're always testing him. They're always trying to trick him, asking trick questions. They tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all of your mind. He says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And here's the deal. Jesus could have just stopped right there. He could have been done right there, and everybody would be like, okay, good answer, good answer. We'll give you that one. Good answer, Jesus. But imagine, imagine just for a moment, because you could read on and, and catch the whole story, but imagine right there that Jesus paused for right there for a moment because he gave him the right answer. And, and I like to imagine that Jesus paused right after he gave him the wrong answer. He said, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, with everything you got, love God. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. And so I just like to think Jesus paused right there, and he gave them that what they wanted to hear. And so right here in this moment, good vibes were happening, and it was great, a moment. And then, and then I want to ask you tonight, though, real quick, what, what is the first commandment? Does anybody know? The very first one? Yeah, what is it? The very first commandment of the ten. You should have... No other gods before me. Not me, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So just so you know that. And, 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 but, but here's the deal. In this whole verse right here, Jesus didn't just stop right there. I like to think that he paused for a moment because he got the right answer. I, but he, and then he, he goes like this. He adds a commandment. He goes on to say, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he goes on to say, all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. At this point, you got to imagine that the Pharisees were losing their minds. They were probably like ripping their shirts and like, no, what are you saying? This is absurd. This is crazy talk. And, and, and like, who do you think you are? You aren't God. You can't just make up another commandment. There's only 10. That's an even number. I like that number. You can't add make an 11th commandment. That's just weird, Jesus. And the vibe shifts. So instead of getting on their level, what Jesus does is he elevates the game by holding them accountable to the heart of God instead of the perspective of man. And so in essence, what he's saying is that it's not about who's right. It's about who loves. See, if, we're true, if we truly obey God, if we truly love Jesus, then this kind of love needs to permeate with everything that we do. Otherwise, we, we, we may not be uh, truly obedient because our heart will be wrong. See, and what we're talking about here and what Jesus is talking about here is called the greatest commandment. And we simply, here at our church, we break it down simply by saying this, love God, love others. Love God. Everybody say it with me. Love God, love others. And that's what we're called to do. See, we're going to look at another verse of Scripture, and I'm going to give you just a couple points, and then we're going to have fam time tonight. If you're new here, fam time is just a few moments to where we have time together to have some discussion about what we just heard about. So um, I'm going to just give you a couple moments, and then we're going to go into fam time. So uh, if you got your Bible, once again, we're in John 13, verse 34. And what, what's happening here in this situation is called the Last Supper. And immediately um, before Jesus, before he, we read this text that we're about to read, what, what's taking place here is he's having his, they call it the Last Supper because he's having his last meal 
with all of his disciples. And, and, uh, and then he, he, what he does is he says these next lines, um, and, and before he says these next lines, he excuses Judas out of the room. If you're familiar with what's going on, Judas is the one who betrays Jesus, who, who the one who, who tells, um, who, who gives up Jesus to be killed and to crucified. And so Jesus is, has just dismissed Judas out of the room. I want you to catch this. If you're talking, you need to stop. And he excuses Judas out of the room, which ultimately, when Judas leaves, it ultimately leads Jesus to be beaten, to be judged, to be hanged on the cross, and, and, and die a brutal death. So with all this in mind, and Jesus knows this is going to be happening, this knows it's going to be taking place, verse 34, all of his disciples around, Judas just left the room, he says this, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, all people know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, I'm no English major here, um, but don't you think these, these couple scriptures here are kind of redundant? Like, he, he's, he's clearly trying to drive a point home. He's clearly trying to make a point here. And he goes on, and he's like, you got to love another. You got to love one another. You got to love one another. And he's, he goes on and says this, by this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. See, it's, it's easy to catch the redundancy of that passage. Yes, I get it. Love one another. I get it. But, but we can't just stop there. I want you to look close. And, and, but the key is that we, we love one another just as Jesus loved us. It's, a, it's really easy to say, oh, yeah, I, I love that, and we're, we're going to love each other, and three times we're going to love each other, love each other, love each other. It's going to be great. Just love fest. And then Jesus is like, wait a minute. Just as Jesus loved us. And, and you need to understand that love is not the answer to a hurting and broken world. Well, let's just love each other. Let's just play love songs and let's use the word love a lot and let's express love and all we need is love. And we hear this a lot in our society. We hear this a lot in our culture and there's nothing at all wrong with love. But if love was simply the answer don't you think it would have worked by now? For centuries, for years, for generations, we've sang songs about love. We've talked songs about love. We've done all kinds of love talks. Don't you think it would have worked by now? You see, what, what happens is us as humans is we love with conditions attached. Well, I'm going to love you if you do this for me. Or we love with, 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 with strings attached. You know, we only love if you do something for me or if you love me back. Like, we love with conditions, and Jesus is calling us to love unconditionally with no strings attached. See, the first thing I want you to know tonight is that love cannot be commanded. It cannot be commanded. 
Think about it. Jesus said, he said this. He said, this commandment I give to you that you love one another. So it makes sense because he was in a room full of Jewish young men who followed the law, who followed the commandments. And he added this one on. He's like, I give you this commandment to love one another, but you can't actually make people love each other. See, Jesus knows and you and I know that when love becomes an obligation, it ceases to be love. When you're forced to love someone, it ceases to be love. See, there's no power in the commandment itself. There's only power in the one giving the command. See, the power is in the relationship, not in the rule. See, Jesus is not wanting us to get hung up on the commandments, but the one who commanded it. Because the one who commanded it will enable you to live out the commandment. See, could you imagine with me for a moment? What if we actually lived this out as a church? What if we actually lived this out as a group of believers? What if we put this into practice as followers of Jesus? But the emphasis is, of course, of course, is where Jesus says, just as I have loved you. Well, yeah, we can love each other. It's good. We can love people. But it really makes a difference when we put that emphasis on it. When we really say, yeah, I I love people, but now I've I've got to love people how Jesus loved people? It's totally unconditional, totally no strings attached. Loved people no matter what. See, the power is in the one who gives the commandment. If you don't focus on the commandment and you focus on the commander, the one giving the command, then you'll end up living out the commandment of loving others. And and I want you to think about where he was at when that commandment was given. See, Jesus is giving that commandment in the midst of pain. He's telling his guys, he's telling them to love in the midst of pain. If, if you remember what we just talked about a few moments ago, where we read that he, he had just sent Judas out of the room to betray him. Jesus knew he was so close to being in such immense pain and torture as soon as Judas left the room. See, see, the first time Jesus said it was the greatest commandment was in, uh, in front of his disciples to the Pharisees. And, and at that point, it's easy to jump on the love vibe. It's easy to be all about love. Yeah, tell them about love. Like, have you ever angrily tried to love someone? Like, you're going to love people, you know? Like, they were all about it. And it's easy to, to jump on that, to, to that love vibe at that moment. But at this time, the second time when Jesus said it to his disciples, it was way more personal. Because Jesus knew that once the disciples found out what Judas was going to do, that he was, he was going to betray Jesus, that Jesus knew that these guys were going to be tempted to hate Judas. But in that moment, Jesus reminded them, he said, hey guys, I want to remind you of this new commandment 
this commandment of love. See, see, the nature of this love is not just to love when we're lovable or not just to love each other when it's convenient or not just to love each other when it's easy or not just you're nice to me, so I'm going to be nice to you or you liked my Instagram post, so I'm going to like yours or you liked my tweet or, or whatever, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you that love back. See, Jesus is saying this commandment of love right in the midst of, of a betrayed friendship. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys in this room have gone through a, a friendship, a, a betrayed friendship. Maybe someone told that secret that, that they weren't supposed to tell. Or maybe someone did something that they weren't supposed to do and they betrayed that friendship. I'm sure a lot of us in that room, in this room, have gone through a betrayed friendship. And Jesus knew right in this moment what was about to happen. And it was more than just a betrayed friendship. It was a, such a bad betrayed friendship that it was going to lead Jesus to pain and to death and to the cross. But Jesus, what about people who, who are mean and who are not nice? You want us to love them too? Jesus says, yeah, I do. See, Jesus is even challenging us in this moment to actually love people in the middle of the act of hurting or betraying us. See, I wish he didn't say that. Between you and I, I wish he didn't say that. Because uh, I, I, I want to love the world. It's easy to love the world. Like, I'm far better at loving someone that I actually don't know or loving someone from a distance. Am I the only one? No? Okay. I, I love going on missions trips. I love ministering to foreigners. I, I, I can sponsor a child somewhere. But Jesus, you're, you're calling me to love my neighbor? You're calling me to love anyone and everyone with no strings attached, but, but they're so annoying. And they do these things that are so annoying, and they're the worst. They, they, they have terrible language. They do terrible things. Jesus, you want, you want me to love them? And there may be a lot of us in this room tonight, and we're like, yeah, that's right. And, and you're with me tonight, and that's right. We, we need to love others. We need to love our neighbors but I want to ask you tonight, if maybe you're tracking with this and maybe that's you and you're like, yeah, we need to love others. But really, are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to do what it takes to love others? See, Jesus says, love your neighbor just as I loved you. Let me remind you who your neighbor is. Um, it's not just the person living in the house next door. Your neighbor is any living human being. That's the ones you love. That's what he's talking about. Any human being with a heartbeat. That's who you're called to love unconditionally. Oh, man, Jesus, you, you mean I got to love the homeless? Yeah, he's calling us to love the homeless. You, you mean, Jesus, uh, you're calling me to love my Muslim neighbor, yeah, he's calling you to do that too. Jesus, you, you mean you're calling me to love my immigrant neighbor? Yeah, he's calling us to do that. 
Jesus, you're calling us to love the atheist? Yeah, we gotta love them too. Jesus, you're calling us to love our, our addicted neighbor. Jesus, you're calling us to love our, our Democrat neighbor. Jesus, what, you're calling us to love our, our Republican neighbor? You're calling us to love our neighbor that says terrible things about me. Yeah, he is. You mean that, that weird kid at school in my math class that smells terrible? Yeah, he's calling us to love that kid too. See, imagine what it would be like to be a part of a community who looks who loves, who lives like Jesus. Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, imagine what that would be like. We would have a church, we would have a youth room where it was standing room only if we loved people how Jesus loved us. See, the reason that we're, we're saying that it's, that it's not a vibe is because love, in the way it's, it's used in our text, it, it means that Love is an action. It, it has nothing to do with emotion. It has nothing to do with a vibe that you feel. It's an action that you take. It's the exact same love that you show when you go out of your way to love someone. Jesus' love is crazy. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense, but it's right. It's right. 